Hello, it's Cynthia here. Before we jump into today's episode, I just wanted to hop on here and say if you give us five stars and leave us a review, a nice review on Apple Podcasts, we'll give you a shout out in our next episode. Now let's get on into today's one. Hello, and welcome back to the Cynthia and Peggy show, where in each episode, we, Cynthia and Peggy, focus on a specific topic and we share our personal experiences, stories, and insights around that. Today, our topic is on influencers. So this is a pretty exciting space because it's quite new. I would say within probably five to 10 years, this is really when the space has kind of exploded with the rise of social media and Mm -hmm. um yeah I just want to like dive more into this and I think hopefully I'll be interesting to all of our listeners yeah I think it'll be interesting even just for me because I don't really know anything about this space so I would definitely love to learn more (laughs) (laughs) I've actually learned a lot more about this space probably within the past half year since I've moved to LA and connected with more influencers because apparently all influencers live in LA or New York. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) Yeah. Geographical locations. Yeah. Okay. So what is an influencer? (laughs) So influencer is a really broad, um, broad word, but basically anyone who has influence can be Mm -hmm. considered an influencer and primarily Um, these influencers start on platforms like YouTube and Instagram. Um, So a lot of people, they introduce themselves as like, oh, I'm a YouTuber. And that was really what back when YouTube was the big thing and Instagram was still kind of smaller. But Mm -hmm. now that Instagram is really big, I don't really hear people saying they're an Instagrammer. They just say like, I'm an influencer. Yeah. Um, So now it's very like, vice versa you can say you're a youtuber an influencer yeah it's all kind of the same but basically anyone who has influence over other people those Mm -hmm. people are influencers okay cool and then so like is there like a minimum threshold like oh you need to have at least how many followers or subscribers to become an influencer or is that kind of just like a wide range So there actually kind of is. So influencers, um, I know it's divided between like micro influencers, which Uh I think is anywhere from like, you need at least 5,000 to 10,000. That's micro? Yeah, that's micro. (laughs) That's micro. And then um, I think to be an actual influencer, Mm -hmm. you need to probably have like couple hundred thousand I don't think there's an exact threshold Uh um but it also varies depending on every single brand and company and what they're looking for but usually there's no exact number it's more of an engagement play at this point so Mm. basically right now I would say the past like few years people have been looking mainly at the total number of people that follow you um Uh as like their way of determining how great of an influencer you are Mm -hmm. um but with all of the bots and um fake accounts that are on youtube instagram any sort of platform right now a lot of brands are now looking more at engagement so someone who has like a million followers if they're Mm -hmm. only getting like let's say twenty thousand likes on every single picture that's like 
what, 20%. But um, wait, I think I'm doing my math wrong. Um, but let's say like someone has a million followers, their engagement is only 20% versus someone yeah. who has like 500,000 followers, but then they right. have like really strong engagement, like a 50% engagement rate, for example. Mm-hmm. These numbers are all just made up. So don't take these as like official numbers or anything. But I'm, my point that I'm trying to make is higher engagement is more important in value to brands currently because mm-hmm. they're aware of how... Um, there's all these fake accounts and other ways that you can boost your total reach. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. So I have so many questions, but like, (laughs) so I know you sort of started your path on becoming an influencer or become an influencer. I don't know at what point you become one, but like, I don't think I'm one yet, (laughs) (laughs) but you've like gotten some sponsors. Yeah. So I feel like once you have a sponsor, I feel like you're an influencer in my mind. Oh my God. Um, so Uh, sort of when did you start on this journey? Like what inspired you to do it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so I don't count myself as an influencer yet because I feel like, even though I know so many of my friends are like, honestly, the number of people that follow you really doesn't matter. But I think for me, I just feel like, uh, I don't know. For me personally, I still feel like the number does matter. So um, Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I'm an influencer. I hit like 10,000, 15,000 followers. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I have gotten sponsors and um, I would say... I started this journey maybe a year ago is when I really started trying on my Instagram and YouTube. Mm -hmm. And um, the reason I decided to do it is because I've honestly been thinking about it for so long. Like I remember actually freshman year in college. So that would have been like six years ago. um, I wanted to do this and I was like, Oh my God, it seems so fun. And I actually made a couple videos in my college dorm room Mm -hmm. and posted them but then I was too scared to have like people know about it and to publicize Mm. it and honestly I was just thinking about it for so long that last year at one point I was like you know what who cares what other people think if I want to and I'm gonna regret not trying then I should do it so that was Mm -hmm. kind of what um put me on the path to really trying and um, yeah, it's hard. It's, it's hard. It's definitely not as easy as people make it out to be. And I always thought mm-hmm. it was easy until I started doing it myself. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. So like, what kind of work does it entail? And since obviously it takes work and effort, but like, what yeah. do you have to do? Yeah. So, um, I'm on two platforms right now. I'm on YouTube and Instagram. Mm-hmm. So for YouTube, um, you first off need to think about like what content you want to make. So you have to think up a topic. Once you decide on that topic, you have to film it. So you have have to have all the equipment. And right now it's not like I have a team helping me. So (laughs) I need to set the camera up myself, make sure the lighting looks good, go back and forth. So that actually takes a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Then you film it and then you go into editing, which editing also takes it really long time especially if you're trying to like make it look professional and make it look really nice Mm -hmm. um for some of my videos if I'm just talking through it then it's a pretty quick edit I would say maybe like two three hours but then yeah but then (laughs) if it's like 
um, if you go to my YouTube, there's some travel videos where I'm trying to actually make it look really good and match it with music. So then you need to find royalty free music that you can use (laughs) that you feel like is in alignment with the content that you're putting out. So once you find that, you got to align the video clips to that music and make sure the just like everything looks good. Mm -hmm. And so some of those um, travel videos actually take me like anywhere from like five to 10 to 15 hours to edit. Yeah. Um, that's granted crazy. I'm not a pro so yeah maybe that's why um but I'm good enough to the point where like I use shortcuts and stuff to cut and edit my mm-hmm. um clips but it's definitely hard because there's just so many different aspects and because it's so creative you can really I I feel like you're you're never really at this point of like perfection where you're like this is it it's almost like yeah for me as a perfectionist I'm kind of like okay I think this is as good as it's gonna get and if I'm not gonna spend another five hours trying to make minuscule like changes yeah so once you edit then you upload onto YouTube then you have to write think up a good title write your um caption Mm -hmm. put all the little like tags in so that yeah um, when people search your you know using the right keywords and then you have to create the thumbnail which I find to be the most annoying part (laughs) (laughs) it's just like one extra step but then it's so much like if you're really trying to be thoughtful and strategic with everything there's a lot of thought that goes into like what title am I gonna Mm -hmm. um, name my video and what am I gonna put put in my thumbnail to capture people's attention and right yeah so it takes a lot of time and then for Instagram (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, you have to, again, the content, I think, is one of the toughest parts because I usually I don't post that many selfies. It's mainly like pictures of me. So then yeah. um, if it's like fashion related, then I have to have someone take the picture for me. So then I right. have to make sure we're like I'm with someone. They're willing to take a picture for me. Then mm-hmm. usually we take anywhere from like 50 to 100 photos at once. <laughs> Um, which is insane. And then you got to make sure like the lighting is right. The picture is yeah. right. Then you go into editing the picture, <laughs> which also takes a lot of time. Yeah. And then you post it, but then you also want to make sure you, you're using the right hashtags. Right. Um, I think for me, for YouTube, the filming and editing wow. is the most time consuming. Yeah. And for Instagram, I think, uh, I would say editing is the most time consuming Mm -hmm. but the getting the content is what is constantly like top of mind for me and kind of something that like is stressing me out at the back of my mind Mm. always so like what is sort of the cadence that you need to post on instagram or youtube is it daily is it weekly i know i mean there are obviously no best practice or no like rule but like what are some best practices for instagram what i've heard is you want to post consistently so usually one to two times a oh, day wow. okay. and uh-huh and then the problem is if you don't post consistently your engagement tends to uh-huh. go down so usually if you follow like top influencers they post at least once a day mm-hmm. and usually it's around the same time so it's oh. like they're golden hour. yeah so you need to figure out like what your best time is and for me I'm still trying to figure that out but I actually have um, a friend who's an influencer. She has like 60,000 followers on Instagram. And um, she told me, she was like, my prime time is 
from 725 to 728. And I was like, whoa, that is so precise. Like, what? (laughs) That range is like a three to five minute range. That is insane. Like, for me, I was always like, I think mine is around like 530 to 6 p.m. Mm -hmm. So, but honestly, like, I don't even really know. But for me, I was like, okay, 30 minute window, that should be fine. But for her, it's so precise. It's like a five minute yeah. window. And that's like, when she's gonna when she posts, she knows she's gonna get the most engagement when she posts mm-hmm. at that time. Um, so I think for Instagram, the cadence should be probably daily, yeah. um, usually around the same uh-huh. time. And then for YouTube, um, usually, influencers, they'll tell their audience, like, I post weekly on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, or I post Mondays and Wednesdays. So they'll usually dictate it. But the more content you can put out, the Mm -hmm. better. That's always what like, like viewers as a viewer, you want more content. You want to see your favorite influencers post as much as they can. Um, So it really depends. Like, um, I mentioned we did a episode on like, uh, YouTubers, our favorite Mm -hmm. YouTubers. And I mentioned this, um, channel called the ace family and they post every single day but then most influencers on youtube i see them posting usually like two to three Mm. times but it's usually the same days yeah week that makes sense like a schedule yeah 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 Yeah. and i think on their end it's easier too because for them this is this is work you know so having a regular set deadline allows them to like plan their weeks and months accordingly as opposed to like sporadic Mm -hmm. Hmm. so okay so we kind of talked about sponsorships earlier but like Mm -hmm. going into that how do you how do you come about getting sponsorships yeah so um for I think it depends on everyone but I think for bigger influencers usually brands reach out and they'll say like hey like we noticed you on YouTube or Instagram and We'd love to work with you. Um, And usually like for big brands, like previously when I worked for Benefit Cosmetics, our PR team, they were the ones taking care of influencer Mm -hmm. relations. So um, they would find influencers that align with the brand and then invite them to any sort of events or pre-launch events or um, collaborations. And um, yeah, but for smaller influencers, like for me, half the time it's like brands reaching out, other half is me reaching out mm. to them. And also, um, there's little like groups that you can be a part of that um, are kind of like a collective of influencers. So basically, because of the whole influencer space, there's a lot of tech companies that are like hopping yeah. onto this and like different startups that are built revolving around influencers. So now there's a lot of companies that are kind of like the middleman between yeah. opportunities for influencers and for brands so they connect you so if you join platforms like that um that also gives you opportunities but it's not guaranteed like nothing is really guaranteed um and something that I wanted to mention was um right now everything that I've done is for free I haven't been paid for mm-hmm. anything it's like free product in exchange for a post yeah. or and or Instagram stories mm-hmm. um but for top-notch influencers they get paid yeah. for posting um and something that I spoke to another one of my friends she and her sister run um their Instagram account and they have around 60,000 followers mm-hmm. too 
And she said um, she's like sponsored by SoulCycle, Revolve. So it's huge, huge brands, like really awesome partnerships. But the issue is like these top brands, they know that people want to work with Mm. them. Like in the fitness space, if you're partnered with SoulCycle, it's like you've made it. And in in the fashion space, if you're partnered with like Revolve, it's like you've made Mm. it. So these brands know that. So they don't pay um, for influencers to mention them and post about them but usually smaller brands will um and what this uh this friend told me is like the issue is a lot of brands think like oh we're giving you free products so like you should post about (laughs) us and you should be happy with it but actually for a lot of influencers if you think about like free hotel stays free clothing free workout classes it's all great but that's not going to pay the bills. Yeah. Like that's not going to pay your rent. That's not going to pay for your life. So that's kind of where this like catch 22 is because there's, there's kind of like this imbalance of like people think you should be grateful of getting all this free right. product. And we're, it's like, you should post about us because we gave you all this free stuff. But then like on an influencer's end, it's like, this is all really great. Mm-hmm. But like at the end of the day, like I still need money coming yeah. in, you know? Um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of a struggle that I've heard a lot of influencers talk about is actually making money, not just getting. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, that raises another question. So yeah, like, for example, as an influencer, someone who's fairly big, like, how do you accept when to decide when to accept to sponsor something or not? Because I feel like Mm -hmm. it's like, sometimes maybe it's something you don't necessarily agree with. Like, for example, I was really against the whole like slim tea stuff like the tea that a lot of celebrities Mm -hmm. were endorsing but it was like actually just making you poop a lot and I'm just like why would you endorse that um so to me that reflects very negatively upon this person so how do people sort of Mm -hmm. pick and choose and do you guys pick and choose again I think this depends on every single influencer but I think I think most influencers now know that their audience can easily spot any sort of like um, fake or not being authentic, not being genuine. So they wouldn't sacrifice losing their audience Mm -hmm. to post about something shitty. Um, But at the same time, like you have to realize influencers are people like they need to pay their rent. They need to pay their car bills. So if let's say that, 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 slim tea they're coming to an influencer saying hey we're gonna pay you like ten thousand dollars for one post and like let's say average that influencer usually makes like four thousand per post then if they're really strapped for cash and they need money they might go for it you know so i think it depends on everyone's situation but there's also influencers out there who no matter how much money a brand is willing to pay them if it's not aligned with what they want to present and if they've tried the product and they don't like yeah. it they won't speak yeah. about it they won't post about it yeah. you know um and i constantly like watch a lot of videos about influencers talking about how like they constantly turn down brand deals because they just don't feel like that brand mm-hmm. is worthy of talking yeah like introducing to their audience So I think the bigger you get, the more aware you are of the influence that you do have. And that's like a double-edged sword. Mm -hmm. Like you need to be very careful with how you use that influence because if you're recommending a shit product and 
people go and buy it because you have that much influence and then they realize it's trash, then people aren't going to trust you anymore, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, it's it's a weird balance yeah. too. Hmm. That's kind of a struggle, but that makes sense. Yeah. And then we lastly, um, well, maybe not lastly, but next question is like, what are just <laughs> some common challenges or issues that influencers will face? Mm-hmm. So, um, actually, I there's a podcast that I really like. It's called Pretty Basic, and it's run by two influencers, Remy Ashton and Alicia Marie. So they co-host, um, they're best friends, so they co-host a podcast like <laughs> us, and um, their podcast is called Pretty Basic, and they talk about a lot of the personal struggles that they've dealt with being influencers, and um, obviously top of mind a lot of that stuff is like having to deal with negative negative comments and hate um also I mean just going off of that like people people are nasty people can be nasty and like when you can hide behind a computer screen and say mean things to people some people thrive off of that so there are a lot of like even for me I'm so small and I've already dealt with a couple like hate Mm. comments and it is very hurtful yeah and um I would say the second thing is burnout because a lot of influencers, it's like your viewers want to see more content. So you're constantly stressed about like producing content and you also want to produce high quality content because this reflects back on you because it's your work. Um, So you're constantly working, working, working. You're like taking pictures when you're out for Instagram. You're like vlogging when you're out because you're trying to like show your day and there isn't really like like in a normal nine to five job you go in at nine you leave at five and then you're off like no one will bug you and you have your weekends and you have vacation and those days are yours but as an influencer like when is vacation like when do you get a break Mm -hmm. and some people think like oh since you're the one running it you can tell people when you're gonna post and when you're gonna like take a break and when you're going on vacation but I think it depends on your audience. Some audiences are very like, oh my God, go take a break. Like you go do you. But then there's other YouTubers who their audience is like, why, why were you gone for two (laughs) weeks? Like, what were you doing? You don't, you didn't need that much time off, you know? So it, yeah, it's just like, it's kind of a burnout because you're constantly like working, working, working. Mm -hmm. And, um, even for me, so this month I'm doing vlogmas on YouTube and, it's like every single day I have to post a video and because that's what Vlogmas is. And it's like during the day I'm getting content at night, I'm editing, yeah. and uploading, and then next it's day it's the same thing. <laughs> so it's, it is like, I mean, for someone who's vlogging every single day of their life, like not just for the month of December, but like for their yeah. life, that can be very, very tiring. So burnout is an, another huge mm-hmm. issue. Um, And I think one thing that's mainly prevalent on Instagram, and I actually read an article on um, Quartz. So I think it basically you can search it up, but it's the Leah Schrager exhibit. And um, it talks about the double standard on Instagram where um, basically there was this lady who she created like her own personal Instagram that was more like an everyday girl next door Um kind of like a lifestyle Instagram account. And then she created this other Instagram account as kind of her um, 
her second account and she posted a lot of like risque mm-hmm. photos so like a picture of her like ass and like just very like risque things and um like guess which account did better <laughs> obviously the one that the yeah. latter, the one where a lot of skin was shown and um it it's kind of sad because and it's weird because um showing skin does get you views and I actually I an influencer that I spoke to she told me like if you want to gain views and gain like followers the easiest way to do it is to show skin yeah and um it's like there's that whole end of like showing a lot of skin but then at the same time I feel like also on Instagram depending on your body type how you position yourself and also even in real life like when people are that way there's also a lot of negative comments that come with that Mm. saying like she's a slut she's a whore whatever you know so it's it's this weird juggle of like yes people want you to show skin but also because that's what gains the followers gains the engagement but also at the same time if you do do that then you're being called a lot of nasty names you know so it's this weird juggle that I feel like a lot of uh a lot of influencers have to think through and like figure out what they're comfortable with and what they're not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Wow. The life of an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I, I feel like there was a lot of good information that was shared, hopefully. And I hope this gave people more perspective on um, the influencer space. And um, I know on the surface, it seems really easy because you see people on Instagram and YouTube just like posting things and getting free shit all the Mm -hmm. time but there's a lot of work that does go behind all of this and it's just not really seen but um yeah I hope people respect the space because it is something that um isn't easy and it really is a job Mm -hmm. a full-time job yeah definitely (laughs) yeah Cool. Well, is there anything else you want to add before we close? Out what the is podcast? your Instagram handle? <laughs> <laughs> I love you. She's giving me a plug. Well, it's always in the description. If you guys didn't know, but you can go ahead and follow me at Cynthia M Huang. It's C Y N T H I A M H U A N G. And then I also have a YouTube. So if you type in Cynthia Huang on YouTube, you should be able to find me. Um, and I'm doing Vlogmas the whole month. So if you guys want to see what I'm up to on the daily, some vlogs are fun, some vlogs are not. I'm going back to Taiwan in a couple days. So <laughs> Um, the vlogs should get more exciting, but yeah, go ahead and yes, those platforms. And Peggy, do you want to shout your own? No, stuff it's out? okay. <laughs> Thanks. What? Oh my god. <laughs> well, she her stuff is always linked down below in the description, anyway. So you guys can go check her out there. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So that is it for our podcast this week. If you like our podcast, don't forget to give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave us a really nice review. It help us out so much. If you have any topics you'd like us to talk about or want to share your feedback with us, we'd love it so much. You can do so by DMing either of us on our Instagram, which is always in the description. So thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you all next week. Bye. Bye.